Hi, everybody. It's Enlightened Up with Craig Shoemaker. That's me. Well, you already know that. It's not like radio where you're going, hey, I'm tuning in the dial. You actually intended to come here. This is like an intention of yours, which is fantastic. Maybe you have an intention to enlighten up. Find out some information on how you can get better with your life. Also have some laughs. We have lots of that going on here. Yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian for many years. Been doing it since high school and, uh, you know, still doing it. Still bringing it, but now it has a little more purpose. I like to spread the word of the powers of laughter, the healing powers of laughter. They say laughter is the best medicine. So we're like, hey, open up and say, ha-ha. Have some laughs. Have some medicine. We need it now more than ever. We're here to shift the consciousness of the world one little podcast at a time. And we have great guests, and our guests bring it every single time. These are hand-picked guests. These aren't like somebody we see on a list and some publicist pitches them. No, we actually go for, well, I do. I go for people that I think are going to offer you what I, my intentions are, is to enlightenment, some light, some levity, and go a little deeper than most. This isn't just an inside the comic's mind. This is inside the mind of people that are living a, a pretty high level life and, uh, you know, are willing to explore, willing to go much deeper than the usual fare of, hey, your last project, tell me about it. You know, none of that crap. We hope to be genuine, authentic and have a good time. Make sure you rate us and rank us and <laughs> press all the buttons you need to that say something good, like a little smiley thing of a, a part uh, something that says you like us and spread the word and rate us and download us and all that stuff. It's called Enlightened Up and welcome to the show. Today we have a guest that I don't know. I'm getting to know her. I'm going to get to know even better now. Courtney Sherman is our guest. Has a spelling, by the way, that was that freaked me out when I saw it. But it's just Sherman like Sherman Tank. It's just Sherman. Yeah. Or Sherman Lanes. That's a gig, by the way. In Michigan, I'll turn you onto it. It's a bowling alley <laughs> in the middle of Michigan. <laughs> One it? of my career highlights. Nice. Yeah, every joke I hear. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bowling lane. Pull that microphone a little closer to you. Awesome. And um, I'm so happy to, to meet you, kind of. You know, I, we met at, at a gig. We did. And I've following you a little bit. Not not like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Craig. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not like stalky vibe, right. but like, uh, you know, like I admire great comics and you really bring it. Thank you. How long have you been doing it? Thank you. Um, oh, about nine years. Oh, okay. It shows. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Did that sound wrong? Uh, thanks, Craig. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. No. I meant oh. it shows that you're a veteran. Okay. All right. Not a show. Right. Nine years is a long time. Well, I mean, I mean, not compared to you. How many? Well, okay. <laughs> now I could consider that an insult compared to you, geezer. No, yeah. So love geezer. How long you've been doing it? Yeah. Look at this, my, my articles, it's a sitcom waiting to happen. It's in sepia now. It looks like it was written in Civil War times. That was the New York Times sitcom mm -hmm. waiting to happen, all those photographs. you believe that? Yeah. I got to read this when we're done. It never happened. Okay. So, yeah, I've been at a long time. You've been at nine years is a long time in comic life. It is. Yeah. yeah. To stick I, with it. Yeah. Yeah, to stick with <laughs> it. And that is something to say, stick with it. Has there ever been a moment where you said, I'm not doing this? Uh, this past year. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Because of COVID? And we, we got shut down pretty much. We got shut down. But also, I think like time away, I'm not done. But I definitely had those moments where I was like, what have I been doing? Yeah. What have I been doing the past this nine years? This is good stuff. Come on. I, I, I'm just going to leap on this. Yeah. This is fantastic. I love when people have these self-admissions and self-evaluation, accountability. This is yeah. where I like to go in life. And I teach this in my course, by the way, in the Enlightened Up course. Yeah. So- you really did hit a point where you're going, 
really? Is this worth it? Believe me, I've had this happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of surprising to me that it took me stepping away from it rather than like being in the hustle and being like, what am I doing? It took Mm. me stepping out of it to be like, what, why, why was I hanging out in a comedy club until (laughs) two in the morning? (laughs) You know what I mean? And then, I mean, even I, I've been sober for two years, even after I stopped drinking, I was still doing that. Mm -hmm. So for a while I was like, Oh, well I was doing that because I was like hanging out, you know? And then once I realized that that wasn't why I was doing it, I actually was, that was just, it just became like, I, I don't know. It just became its own thing. That yeah. It's like, do I really need that? It's a challenge. And then, yes, yeah. and you hit that point in your life. And especially if you're in sobriety where you are really, really checking out your life. You're That's a full examination when you do that. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to do is just quit drinking and working at nightclubs. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let's add that to it. And being a psychopath comedian. All yeah. those things yeah. lead to, that's a tough thing to examine. Yeah. And to go through, that's a process and it's a daily process. You get a daily reprieve from your urge to drink. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I also think part of the reflection was as a female getting Mm -hmm. older and doing this, you know, for as long as I have, you're kind of, you're kind of thinking about like the end game, like Mm -hmm. what, you know, what, what do I want the next 10 years to look like? Um, Mm -hmm. And in looking at that, I, you know, I wasn't really sure. I, I just needed to like mentally sort some things out. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I hear you. I retired at one time. You did. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I had a retirement show. All the people that went to that show and paid extra for the retirement show. I'm sure they're angry with me, but I had a retirement I, show. Now I see why you got this. <laughs> why I got the horse's ass <laughs> award. Uh, yeah. I had a retire. I just was done. I when? Just, when yeah, was this? About five, six years ago, I was done. You know, I just, I had processed it. I said oh. goodbye to, I cried. I really did think I was leaving. Yeah. And then I realized I don't have any money. <laughs> this is how I make my money. Was I was that not the pre- reason? I wasn't prepared to go. No, I did not come back because I had this urge to tell you the truth. Yeah, it really was. This is what I do best. This is what I've crafted. This is what I make money with. This yeah. is my number one, you know, source of revenue, which the, this year, whew, boy, that was a rough one. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. went back to wages of, that I made when I was just starting in high school. Yeah, this was a rough year wow. for that. But uh, yeah. so you got in this self-examination reflection. I love that word. So you're reflecting back and going, is this really worth it? Yeah. You know, what's the, what is the end game? Have you scrutinized and analyzed what your end game is now? Is it different than what it was before? Um, yeah, it definitely, it definitely has shifted. Um, I'm, my background is in theater. Um, I'm a theater kid. Me too. I got, oh. I Big time. That. Oh, oh big okay. Time. Are you into musicals? I'm. I, that. That's what I. Oh my god! Oh I my god! Oh my <laughs> god! I had no idea. <laughs> I loved you before, but now, if you sing with me, if you'll be Eponine dying in my arms, I will be. Yeah. I will stalk you. I will. Yes. Yeah. So, I'm a no. lay Miz freak. Okay, so I b- before the age of eighteen, I did forty-eight productions. <gasps> like, I mean. That's that's all I did. With West Side my, Story. Did you do with that? With my childhood, I did. Oh, I did do West Side Story. Another one of my faves. Um, yeah. What's your favorite musical? Uh, that's a hard one. Um, I mean, West Side Story is one of them. Most beautiful word and <laughs> sound in the world I've ever heard. Maria, 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 Maria. <laughs> I just met a girl named Maria. Suddenly that name will never be the same to, to me. me. Maria, 
say it loud and there's music playing. You're really good. Say it soft. Softly. It's almost, almost like, like praying. Oh, I could go on and on. <laughs> so you were in musical theater <laughs> and you had a passion for it. And I understand that passion. I'd like to yeah. do musical theater more than comedy. I'll bet you would too. Yes, I would. Right. But, but this is, let's this go is do what, a play. I'm, I, that's what I'm doing. Let's that's produce a I, damn play. <laughs> I would love to do that. You I could have been the lead. I did a, you know, I was the lead in a musical about comedians. When? I swear. Going to Broadway. We were okay. rehearsing on Broadway. Stop we it. did it at the Kennedy Center in Washington. I swear to you. Nobody when? even knows this. I'm announcing this for the first time. Yeah, this is back in 97, 8. Let's revise this. 97. Let's revise it. Let's do What's it. it. Hard time on the punchline. Boy, you better have guts. That was one of the... And amazing, oh God, the first place you. that you look, I found the jewel right before your eyes. I sang that to the female lead amazing and she sang back to me we did a little duet oh it never God. went anywhere it should have why don't we revive that let's do it since you and you could be the lead yeah now i'd have to play the damn father or some shit <laughs> i was like a you know i wasn't an ingenue you can't be a can you be a male ingenue? wait when was this how long ago was this? i was an ingenue back in 97 this was in 97 yes yes and she became famous by the way the lead she got her own sitcom like three different times, and then she became famous for, she was in uh, <laughs> like Orange her? County Housewives. Do you ever watch that show? I don't. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah, but I have, all, all of my friends are obsessed with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she was uh, the lead in this musical, uh, Heather Page Kent. Okay. Heather gotta, Dubrow now, because she's married to the Dubrow, the, you know, the, the plastic surgeon has botched that show. She's the brunette on, anyway. She was has an amazing voice, and she was amazing. The first place <laughs> I still remember all the all the words, and it didn't go anywhere. We never made it to Broadway. I'm gonna make you send me the script. I oh, need we need to revive this out. thing. I, I mean, I'm it. telling you, but it was basically a chorus line, which is another one of your favorites. I played Val. Oh my God, you're making me. It's ten looks three. You're making me I'm fall for you. Floor. Don't do it. Don't do it. You'll make. Left the theater and called the doctor for my appointment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have crushes on that and golfers. Tell me you golf. Oh no. I, I call golf. my wife and it's it. I file no. the papers. So, so you don't golf. Thank I don't God. Golf. I uh, don't the attraction golf. is over. Good. Well, oh my God. I yeah. I I just love musical theater. It just. It um, literally sings to me. It yeah. just it hits me in my heart. Well, so that's what I that's what through this time um, I've been working on a one woman show. <gasps> yeah, with and music. I, I sing in it. Yes. Oh my God, I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. What's it about? Uh, it's about me. I, I got that. <laughs> so it's called Holding Court. Holding Court. Holding Court. Um, and you, the it's got to be some little double entendre. I know it's not tennis. <laughs> I know it's not holding, family court. Holding court. You don't have kids or anything holding like court. that, do yeah. you? No. Okay. Married? No. Okay. All right. No. So we're back to, okay. So now holding court, what does it mean? Um, holding court in, holding court in my life, holding court in a room. Okay. Um, and, and holding court, holding myself up. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're the judge, you're the jury, you're the, you're the attendees. Yeah. You're the convicted, you're the innocent, you're all of it. Yeah. So, and it's your story. And so tell me artistically, so you start with this, you start with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what is, uh, what's driving you to do this show? What's the driving force? Um, well, 
I, I through this whole journey of, you know, the sobriety and, and everything, um, and also kind of trying to figure out, come, walking away with like a theater degree and falling in love with stand-up and then kind of not knowing mm-hmm. where to go from there. Um, I kind of got, I kind of, it's funny, you go on stage and you're talking about yourself and being honest and everything and doing stand-up, but I kind of got, I got lost in there somewhere of just like, yeah. now I'm a stand-up comedian and, and that's, that's who I am now. I think um, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Part of it is in stand-up, there's an expectation of a punchline coming. With a one-person show, you can go much more, you can delve into the true character of you. Yeah. And the honesty and the authenticity and the, the vulnerability, all of those things. We really can't do that as much. You can do it as much when you do stand-up. There's an expectation. Yeah. Audience pays money. They're going, where's my punchline? Exactly. Wait a minute. You're talking about that subject? Oh, you know, and they have their criteria. You can do anything you want in a one-person show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that and one of the reasons it drives you? It is. And really taking that, um, I, I love... I love to watch something where I'm laughing one minute and crying the next yep. yeah. and just the whole gamut of, of emotion. Um, and that when I started writing it and was able to like let that out and mm-hmm. go there and go to those places, I was like, I have to do this. Like, it's cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. It actually is. It actually it, cathartic <laughs> it's healing. Me. Yeah. 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 It really is. You're getting this stuff out Yeah. in a very profound way, an artistic way, a creative way that most people don't have access to that. You're fortunate enough to have that. Yeah. A lot of people can't express themselves like that or even in that forum. Mm-hmm. That you'll have a, you'll see you're going to develop it in like a small theater. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, before the shutdown, um, I had planned to open it uh, at the Odyssey Theater. Oh, it's yeah. already finished. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it was finished. And then through this year, mm-hmm. it's, it's changed. It evolved into yeah, something else. Evolved. There was no music in it before, and mm-hmm. now there is. Um, Good. Yeah. I'll be front row, <laughs> crying, singing along with you. You'll stop the it. show and go, excuse me, is there somebody else singing along with my songs? <laughs> I'll, I'll annoy you. <laughs> I can't oh, not you're sing. So cute. I fucking love it. I can't not sing. I just, I love it. So I put it away. It's a long story, but I literally got the lead. I was never, would never go out for theater when I was a kid because you'd be beaten up. No. I went away to college and I got the lead because they said, you have a, you have a five octave range on what's that? I didn't yeah. even know. They gave me the lead and I literally got drunk and full on wet my pants. And that was the end of my singing. I wouldn't sing again. Wait, full you got on. drunk at the performance? Uh, yeah, before to take the edge off. I got full on blitzed. For your show, for the- For the play. <laughs> and it was something's coming from West Side Story. Uh-huh. Oh, something was coming. All right. It was turned into urine town. It was not funny. (laughs) It was horrifying. And I literally had beige pants that the spotlight was on the beige pants as they got darker, as the circle increased of the pee that was coming out of me. As I was trying to figure out the notes, it was something's coming from West Side Story, which is a very hard song for a male to sing. Yeah. And I was going... I, you know, I was up and down. I was in and out. I was just couldn't remember the words. And you know, the, I mean, it's very tough lyrics. And it's whatever the case is, I wouldn't sing again. That was your first time yeah. ever performing? Yes, ever in front of people, singing oh, wow. in front of people. Yeah, that was the last. Oh. I couldn't do it after that. Until you did the Kennedy Center. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, and uh, even that, they had to have backup singers. Really? <laughs> I was so nervous. Oh, I want to. Oh, they did. They that. had like a Greek chorus to help me out. 
That's I would go, amazing, amazing. You didn't write this, did you? No, no, I didn't. Actually, I take it back. All the comedians that participated helped write the show. Yeah, I mean, you know, they kind of got free writing. Yeah. Because they they would insert our stories and our bits. I'm going to introduce you to the playwright. Okay, remind me about this, okay? Yeah. Because it's something you literally could be the lead. Because that was the thing is they couldn't find. She was not a stand-up. You are. Yeah. She was the only one that wasn't a stand-up in the whole thing. So they had to make her into one, which, eh, you know, that We've wasn't her that strength. have seen that on TV. Exactly. You know? <laughs> right. It right. makes me so Talking mad. Talking Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have problems with Mrs. Maisel? I have no, some. No. no the, yes. the part that I didn't get cast? Mm-hmm. No, no. No, were you up for it? <laughs> I auditioned for it, You yeah. did not. I did, yeah. Oh, you would have been a perfect Mrs. Maisel. I thought so, too. The, oh. uh, the, the writer, Cindy Sherman. She's the writer? She's the, the showrunner? Uh, she, I don't know if she's a showrunner of it, but she wrote it. And Cindy Sherman's uh, a stand-up. No. Not? No. How no. is it so truthful? I mean, I won't say it's truthful, truthful. Yeah. But I mean, I wonder how that happened. She must have some stand-ups writing the show. I don't, yeah, that would be interesting. I've never actually, I'm yeah. so bitter. I've never even looked at it. Um, I started watching it and it was pretty good. And then it started to get, it started to go down shtick town. Oh. Which I'm not big on. I'm I'm really into. That's the other reflection thing that happened for me is like done with sticky, done with fake, done with non genuine. That's also what I teach in my course. By the way, I, I call it the GEF, genuine energy flow. We got to be in a genuine energy flow. Yeah. To have the greatest creations happen when you're in that flow. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like that's what's happening with your theater piece. Is you're full on you. Yeah. Because you've done all this clearing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it feels like when I'm doing stand up, I'm still trying to get to that place. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's but, hard. Yeah, I had yeah. Harlan Williams in your seat a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, he he like reamed me. <laughs> no, he didn't ream me. Reamed you about what? No, because I was saying I have a thing. This is one thing again with um, with theater shows. There's no believe it or not, it's kind of weird, but there's no pressure. But I feel like there's pressure if people pay money for comedy because they're of the expectations I talked about earlier. And he was going, no, man, you go up and you go up. He goes, you know, you kill. He just go up and don't have an act. I, went, I was like scared talking to him about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know. Well, I, I mean, that's hard for Harlan to say because his old act is not having an act. You know what I mean? Like so he leans work. into that. He yeah. leans into that, yeah. and and that I mean, that's not your style or my style, right? Yeah, but he was trying to say that should be your style. You <laughs> should go up and take a chance, and just go up and riff. I, I don't have that in me. I you have to defi- write my jokes. Well, I mean, you definitely do. Like, yeah. well, I mean, somewhat, but it's that's yeah. after they trust me and they see the the good jokes. You yeah. know, the ones that are well crafted. What's yeah. your process like when you're crafting a joke? What's it like? I mean, do you write a bit down how does it how does it work for you um it's i mean it's usually has to start from like a really real place yeah yeah, such as give me give me one recently take us through the process there are a lot of people listening that you know i love mentoring comics and creative artists and things and there are a lot of people that are listening that are really wondering they have writer's block they're wondering how you what the process is like so what's it like for courtney what do you you come up with something and what do you do? Um, well, as we were just talking about the one woman show, it that's really helped me like within the past year of being like, let's write from a real place. And then it has to come out authentic because I'm actually just being me. There's no like meh about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay, so uh, this past year I stayed, during the pandemic, I stayed with my parents for like a month and a half. And I I haven't stayed that long with them, you know, obviously in years, but I... You moved back in with your parents? I did, yeah. That's a whole... Not- <laughs> <laughs> I well, moved- there's, there's some material. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes, exactly. So- like, are you over 30? Yeah. Okay, so if you're over 30, you're moving back in with your parents... It That's was in a, the middle of the pandemic. Oh. I was looking for a new place. My parents are here uh, in LA. Yeah. So um, in between finding a new place to live, I stayed with them. And I, my mom and I's relationship became this whole different thing. I was just like, this is who you are. Like, I didn't, I didn't know. You only knew her from the perspective of a young person being raised by her. Yeah. But now you're an adult. Yeah. And, yeah. and as, you know, as we hung out more, I realized that there were... So many things that, like, she didn't teach me growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom's a science. She was the first uh, female criminalist for the LAPD. Like, she's a badass. Right. Yeah. But just simple things where I'm like. A lot of intellect, but probably not a lot of common sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where I'm like. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, how'd you like miss that? How's a smart person be this much of an idiot? Like one of those things. <laughs> she's like, I was busy. I said it, mom. To- Courtney didn't say it. I said yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> She was, like, teaching me about the Big Bang Theory instead of, like, you know, mm-hmm. well, I mean, in the bit. It's like I went down a list. So this was my process. I went down. I started taking notes on all the things where I was like, Mom never taught me that, you know. And then, I mean, th- that's funny in itself, but it came from a real place. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then working off of that. So uh, kind of, like, finding a topic and then, and then just building off of and it. And you build off it. Does it start with a, a line, an idea? It starts with a joke. Oh, what no, does it, it start with? It started with the real idea that my mom. So the premise is you write down. I write down. My yeah. mom is a very bright person yeah. who's not very bright or something like that. <laughs> well, no, the, the premise was, you know, great mom, but like she missed the boat. Right. And then just went down the and line. And then you go right down the line. You've come with examples. And yeah. So the truth is what's funny. The That's the funniest funny. stuff. It's always what's true. Yeah. Because people identify with it. Yeah. They're in the audience going. Oh my God, I felt that before. Yeah. Or I never want to feel that again. <laughs> There's yeah. some empathic response that's going on. That's the connection we have with the audience. That's the thing that I did miss when I retired, by the way. When I retired from stand-up is I did miss that connectivity. How long takes did you place. retire for? I made it nine months. Okay. <laughs> oh my before God. the money ran out. <laughs> the money ran out. I, I, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I mean, I was... Yeah, I didn't plan for this retirement. My next retirement, I'll plan for it. But now that I've been retired basically for a year because of COVID, right. now I'm like, you know, my, meanwhile, my, my family wants me to go back on the road. Oh, I'm sure. My wife is my agent now. She booked me. Is she? No, I'm kidding. Oh. That's a joke. <laughs> She's the one booking me. Go, really? He'll take half. I mean, it's like that. Get rid of this guy. My whole family, they want me to get out of the house. Because I never spend that much time at home. Yeah. As this. That must be a shock. Yeah, it's yeah. a shock for all of us. And I am used to connecting with strangers. Yeah. You know. Yeah, have you ever had, what's it like being a female? They always say you shouldn't divide. Yes, of course you can divide it. It, it, it. It's a female, male comedians. We have different experiences, period. It's a period. different experience, yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. And I have empathy for women comedians, yeah. not in a sympathy way, but in empathy way. There are different things, like going on the road is different. Yeah. You don't feel as protected as a man would, right? There, there are jobs, and I mean, I... 
I would say I'm I'm a feminist, but there are jobs where it's different for a man and a fe- like a, a female um, a truck driver or a female you know trash woman that right. they're different. Sanitation, yeah. sanitation. Right. Um, you don't have to be politically correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. She called you garbage people. Okay, <laughs> she called you garbage. All right. <laughs> so if you're out there, if you literally have us in your headphones right now and you're <laughs> chucking a can into your dirty old yeah, truck, that's what, yeah, garbage people. That's for you, men. No women will do that job, even if you are a woman listening right now, okay? Just quit the job. It's not your job. I've never even seen a female, so. That's true. There aren't, there aren't many, but listen, it's a job for everyone, and so is comedy a job for everyone. It's just a little more difficult. Yeah. It doesn't fit like it does. It is a guy's network. You literally refer to, you know, I saw these guys last night at the show. You know, yeah. you might have been on the show, but you're still called a guy. Yeah. But it's it's um, it's an energy too of a, of more of a, a male energy. The resentments, the the anger, the angst. Lifestyle, you know. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I just said it myself of being like, I'm a woman, and it's like, do you know, is this the life I want to be living for the next ten years? So, do you yeah. feel like you have to be twice as good as a guy? Um, no, I've never had that feeling. Really, twice as good as well. A guy? You do. No. you gotta be twice as good as anybody actually that's true yeah yeah. if you want to stand out you gotta be well you obviously you were we we were on a show together i never met you before but probably 15 people and you stood out to me i'm going i'm gonna give her a call and see what's up because you you. brought it that's the one thing i want to encourage you i do mentor people but unsolicited mentoring yeah i would say keep leaning on your, your passion and your commitment when you're on a stage you can tell that you have performer chops. Way before the nine years of comedy, you already had these chops. And I'd say, lean into that. Yeah, That's what separated you from me. Is like, a lot of people have great material. You know, some people have pretty good delivery. But you did it with passion, commitment. You put your body into it. You put your whole self into it. So I'd say, keep going with that. Thank you. <laughs> no, that means a lot. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Had you ever heard of me before, by the way? You, yes. Or, or met, we never yeah, met. So we had never met. Okay. But when, right. um, <laughs> and I, I had never been on a lineup with you. You're right. just kind of one of those like mythical creatures. Yeah. I don't, because I don't do, uh, I don't do that. I don't, uh, that was one of my first times in years, by the way, that you saw me. I was so nervous. Oh. Backstage, I was nervous. You know, I'm just not in the club. You know, it felt weird to me. Yeah. Mark. Actually, Jill Kimmel brought me there as my like uh, backstage sponsor. She, <laughs> she she coached me on how to be how to be a human being amongst comedians. Oh my god, that's and, so funny! I'm not kidding. I'm so you know I'm so insecure. I mean, I would big I would, time. I would never know that. Really? No. Oh, I was shitting myself even on stage. Yeah, and I don't do short what sets. You, what you don't realize is that all of the comedians. I can speak for them. So Mark, Mark Saratella, yeah. we're, we're good friends. Oh, and, yeah. And, and Charles. Yeah. Um, they asked me to come early to help because Mark wasn't going to be there that night. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember that. I, yes, so I, I do. I walked in like, how can I help out? Yeah. But um, I remember that, yeah. Mark texted me and was like, I got Craig Shoemaker. Like he was, and he's like, I'm so mad. I'm not going to be able to be there tonight. Really? Yeah. That's so like funny because when I texted him from Jill, I said, I don't know if you know who I am or you know my name is Craig Shoemaker. So I, just, I don't assume anything. I say I go backstage. I don't think anyone knows who I'm. Obviously, I know Harlan for years, but I met you that night, and and you know you were helping out. Yeah. But then when you then when they introduced you, you became a different person. Do you find that you channel almost channel a different person, a different energy when you're on the stage? You're you're completely different. 
Yeah. I sh- I'm sure you know different. that. Yeah. It's like an um, extra gear that you kick into. Yeah. It, it, I, it, I get that a lot. Like, oh, like you seem shy. And then it's like I yeah. sit on stage and it's like there's a time and place. It's, you're, yeah, you're a little shy. Do you think you were less shy when you were drinking? Do you think that, you know, they call it drinking courage or alcohol is, you know, drinking, like drinking courage. No, Did you I find yourself? Don't. No. Mm-mm. And how are you doing with, you know, sobriety and comedy? Do you find yourself more artistic, more free? Or do you find yourself in, a, you know, like a dicey territory? Um, I think I chose to stop drinking at a really good time. Yeah. Um, for, like from <laughs> anytime's a good time if you're drunk. A Absolutely. <laughs> it's always um, a good time. No, but I mean, in terms of, um, I think it's kept me. I, I don't want to go and hang out. I don't want to deal with like the malarkey. No. And I think drinking clouded my judgment of like what it was to be a stand up. It was like I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta go hang out. I gotta be yep. a part of it. I gotta. Um, Another reason I didn't. You didn't see me. There you yeah, go. Yeah. And, uh, the, and not the drink in, the in malarkey. hand. Malarkey. Just total malarkey. You, yeah. Jill Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden uses malarkey. So oh, malarkey. Uh, malarkey here. <laughs> a bunch of malarkey. You can walk backstage. It's malarkey. Yeah, I uh, absolutely. That's a big reason for not also. Um, it's I don't want that hang. Yeah. If that's what it takes to make it. I've always said I don't want to make it in that direction. Yeah. Make it in my own direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've also watched comedians kiss the ass of bigger comedians. Could never do it. I I have. And they've succeeded by doing it. I know. Yeah. I have trouble doing that as well. Um, yeah, it's hard. Especially not drinking because mm. I can't fake the insincerity. Right. And that. Right. You could do I that better, it, though, with alcohol. Like, yeah. So are yeah. your performances better now that you're sober? For me, they are. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm not asking anyone else. Hey, Gordon. I feel they are. Gordon, do you think her performances are bigger or better? He's never seen me. I know. I know. Um, That's the joke. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I found that I was frightened when I got sober many yeah. years ago. What, uh, was it nine years? Nine? No. Decades. Oh, okay. I'm decades sober. Oh, okay. I, I got sober very young. Okay. And uh, put my time in. And I never thought I could do it without drunk, high, something, coked up, whatever it was. I literally, I thought it was over. I thought it was over. And I didn't realize it was just beginning. Yeah. I then became the creator that I was meant to be. Less phony, less lying, cheating, stealing, all of that. It all became clear. You know, now I had a pathway to go down. So now I can offer that to people with truth, which is the key to comedy is truth. Yeah. And when you are in that, you're almost hiding when you're doing the alcohol. You're hiding. Mm-hmm. It's not truthful. It's, it's a phony self, right? Yeah. So if our goal is to be true self, there you go. So that was the first time I chipped away at that. I didn't get sober because of that. But I ended up uh, having really good sets at first. I was shocked. You know, I was going, wow, this is much easier than I thought it would be. Yeah. Did you find that to be the case? I did. Yeah. 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 That was strangely a, enough, right? Strangely enough. Yeah. I I didn't really have um I wouldn't go on stage really intoxicated. That wasn't it was more of drinking like for the hang after. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um but I mean I definitely was on stage drinking. That wasn't um 
No, I, I know what you mean. Not drunk. Yeah. Not sloppy. I'm saying yeah. here. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, I pot, it was horrible. Pot, I was terrible when I was stoned. I thought I was uh, funny. I could never. I was with my buddies. I could never. And I thought I was a genius. And I'd like, <laughs> write it down, write it down. And you'd find this, uh, you know, you read the note the next day, schmegma sculpture. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> oh, it killed you the night before. Schmegma sculpture. Shmegma. Oh, my God, that is brilliant. you got to use that in your act. Oh, the stuff that we come up with when we're stoned, but put it on stage. Oh, no, I was par paranoid because I'm already paranoid, and now there's people looking at me. Yeah. All these people, you know, so that was a rough one. I Never good at that. And you didn't do that either? Oh, yeah. Smoke no. pot and get go on stage? No, I'm not good on pot. I'm not good with yeah, the pot. Oh, you're yeah. the same way. Yeah. yeah I can't stand, though, in, in sobriety, I have all these people, almost like pushers, telling me, pot's different now. It's like that's yeah, worse. Like, <laughs> no, they're telling me you can like you can pick your high. You can pick what you want it to do to you. Right. You know, this but one will do so your laundry. <laughs> so it's, it's like, oh, really? Massage yeah. me? I love a foot massage. This one gives you that. So I I'm like, it's tempting. Uh, yeah. Even all these all these years with nothing from the neck up, you know, it's very tempting. And obviously comedians love their pot. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not in that lane. You're I've not. Never, I've never been on stage. You, oh I, no, really? I, no, I mean, I so I went the school I went to. It was like it was the thing. Pot was the thing. Uh, yeah, I, I went to Berkeley to Cal. Oh, so, I mean, everybody there was, you know, that's, that's stoner stone. heaven. Yeah, and I I tried for like a month to like get into it, and yeah. I, I want to go to sleep or eat, and that was it. So, oh wow, yeah, I remember Bill Maher. Took me. I was emceeing back east in Baltimore in the harbor, and I introduced the first act. I killed opening the show. I introduced the act. He's on stage. I go outside. Bill Mar goes here, hands me a joint, and I go, "Yeah, this isn't really doing anything for me." I went nuts, <laughs> and I'm going, "Oh my god, I have to go back on stage, and I had another 20 minutes to do." Oh god, no! And I was out of my mind, like so paranoid. They're all looking at me, but thank God. I had a bit called Celebrity Smoking Pot. I have never been so good at it. I truly became a Stanislavski method acting. I fully got into Curly from the Three Stooges stoned <laughs> as I never had before. So, so I did get past it, that, but never again could I ever smoke pot and go on stage. Yeah. So I'm wondering in your, um, in your not drinking, um, how many shows have you done since you've been sober? Have you done a lot? Yeah. And you're in yeah. the groove now. You definitely yeah. do not need to take the edge off. No, no, no. Oh, this is good for people to hear. That yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, really. Um, yeah, that, that crutch and that, um, why, I, why I said I think it's a good time that I came to this realization that I wanted to stop drinking. Mm -hmm. um, luckily for me, I was also at a point that I was confident enough in myself um, that the first time I went up, and it and it went okay, and I was yeah. like, "Hey, no, right? I'm fine." Yeah, um, lock that. Then in. I could lean into that. Yeah, yeah. lock it yeah. in and lean in. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 frightening. Well, to get on stage is obviously frightening. To yeah. comedy is frightening. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and we take the edge off, but now we're left truly naked. And I always say, "You're naked up there." Yeah. yeah, we don't have a drum set behind us. You know, drummers or yeah. makeup people and props and all of that. Don't you find now, you've been in musical theater for years, don't you find that stand-up is the most creative of all the arts? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, and I'm not just saying this because we're comics. No, I know. Uh, but it's also, you know, one of the reasons when I kept 
this past year when I was sitting with myself, like, why am I doing it? And it's like, because I fucking love it. It's not. <laughs> right, right. And I'm sure it's why you came out of retirement, even though you're saying it's for No, the no, it was the money. <laughs> no, well, I do. Lo- okay. I'm back to loving it again. Yeah, but if yeah. it had, if you had gone more, if you had gone like a year and a half, it would have started creeping in there of like, I don't think, I don't think comedy is something you ever have to retire from because no, because well, yeah, it's true. It's, it's that calling. It's that. Well, not only that, you can do of, it in real life without getting paid too. love making people laugh. There's that element as well. Right. I mean, truly it's like yeah. being a doctor and saying, I have the cure for your, your sprained knee. Yeah. I've got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I love to help your knee get better. You know, whatever it is, yeah. we have a gift exactly. that we share yeah. and it's, it is tough to tamp that down. Yeah. Well, and I think as far as creativity goes, it, um, I have a couple bits that I've tried to make like really personal and really raw and like mm-hmm. in some way, like the actor in me is like, try to send a message. Um, <laughs> it is. Right. And, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but, uh, I have, I have this bit. It's like, it, it evolved into like 10 minutes of material on my sister and my sister's adopted. Um, she really is. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had this tumultuous relationship growing up and now she's my best friend. We're extremely close. Oh, that's so cool. But the full circle is that I, I used to harass her and taunt her as a child mm. about her being adopted. She's younger. She's older. She's older. Yeah. Okay. She's 11 months older. Um, and it came full circle in that, like, you know, now the joke's on me. You had a healing. Yeah. Yeah. This took your process first to have yeah. the healing, not her. Exactly. Right. Didn't yeah. have anything. She didn't do anything different. Yeah, she didn't do any different. But right. but also, you grow up and you realize, like, I was just being a mean little kid. Like, I didn't know what adoption was. Sure. Um, and in talking about this, um, because I make fun of it so hard, and I make fun of her on stage. At the end, it comes full circle. I was able to find a closer where it's like she won. Yeah. And, you know, she, she's actually like the winner in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it was really cathartic to be able to write this and to be able to perform that and to be able to get that message across, to get a message across. Yeah. Um, the writing of it, the performing it, all of it, um, which there's no other art form where you're going to be able to do that. No, it, there isn't. And there's nothing more vulnerable. Yeah. Revealing, um, process filled, in depth, anything. You cannot get to that point except for stand-up comedy. Yeah. That's why it really, really bothers me that people are so quick to cancel us, so quick to jump on a joke, so quick to go back in your past and find something, a peccadillo or something you did wrong. Yeah. You know, a different person today than you were two days ago. Right? Yeah. Well, that's actually really, <laughs> that's actually really funny that you bring that up. So over quarantine, the Laugh Factory reached out and they're like, can we post a clip of, you know, of your standup? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I didn't even ask what clip it was. I just said, yeah. Okay. And I mean, they tape every set. So I was just like, sure. Okay. So they posted a, a bit, a, like 30 seconds of the stuff on my sister, which mm-hmm. is just tearing my sister who's been adopted, tearing a new asshole. They're mean, like they're mean jokes. And it never gets to the resolution that you were right. just talking about. It never it gets. It just leaves the audience with what a mean bitch. Yes. Right. And the con- there's like 600 wow. comments. Wow. And, you're horrible. Oh. You're disgusting. And I'm literally like, 
it's it's the nicest bit. It's like and and it starts right. It starts with me saying I was such a mean little girl, mm. and then I it's like I said these things. Did they cut you out on that too? They cut all that out. Oh. so it's just me being like fuck people that are adopted. It's, oh, it's horrible. Cringing, you're cringing. I'm cringing. Watching it, cringing, watching the comments. Want to defend yourself? Yeah. How horrible oh, I is did. that? I know. I try. I tried. Some oh, of yeah. the they're like, I have an adopted daughter, and if she oh. ever ran into you and. I messaged the woman and I'm like, please watch the full set. Right. I'm actually praising adoption. And <laughs> I work for the Big Brothers and Sisters oh, Association. I hate when we have to defend ourselves in yeah. life, period, especially when you're out there and you're putting yourself out there. And being honest and yeah. being, being like, way, look, I was such a little, I was, I was the shit. It's things like that, though. Another reason I retired. I didn't want to really? subject myself to that. Sure. Were you getting... Well, who wants to be subjected to any th criticism like that? Yeah. Where people jump on things with assumptions and assessments about your character based on a tweet, based yeah. on a joke, based on a series of words that you put together that they did not understand the intent. No right. one's finding out the intent. No one's saying, oh, I missed on the joke. No, they're just going to attack. I don't like being attacked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they're almost like, well, you deserve it because that's the business you're in. Really? That's what I showed up for? Right? I showed up. Uh, uh, so that's part of the business? Have you ever had this? Have you... Had what? Like, been... Had a, a situation... Attacked? Where, yeah. Oh, my God. Without mercy. Really? I, I, you know, go back to my Twitter. I mean, I get in battles with people. I mean, yeah, if you upset someone... You know, that's the thing with cancel culture. I want to do a bit about this, about people are accusing the other of being the cancelers. They both parties, the right and left, are both is equally as guilty. They both whine and whine and whine. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump, why don't you go after Joe Biden? <laughs> you, 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 you know, oh, war on Christmas. You have a war on Christmas, you whiny little shits. And the liberals going, you're anti-vaccine. You know, put a mask on. You can't say that. People are going to die. Shut the fuck up. All of you. <laughs> and we'll end on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing is I just want to tell people, all of you, shut the fuck up. You don't know my intentions. My intentions are to make you laugh, think, yeah. evolve. Yeah. You know, I mean, these are the things that we can do as comedians. And that's why I think we should all be together. Yeah. That's what I also don't like about stand-up. Another reason. I'm listening to all the reasons I got out. <laughs> by the end of this in. episode, by this it's podcast, Cordy's going to go, yeah. I'm back to out of here <laughs> after talking to this veteran of comedy. I know. I came to you for advice. Um, <laughs> I gave you a little. I said, lean in on your passion because you're very good and very talented, but I have nothing else good to say. No, I'm just kidding. So um, how do your parents receive you doing stand-up? They're, they're the most supportive people. Yeah. Oh, I hate you. Yeah. I hate, I hate you. <laughs> well, I, I worked as a kid. Um I've, I've been in entertainment since I was a child, so that... Are you not telling me something? Is there something for your... I didn't look you up, by the way. No. I do no research on no. that. Were you like some <laughs> freaking child actor on just the 10 of us or some shit? No, 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 no. Okay. I didn't... I didn't... My, <laughs> right. Actually, my parents... Eight is enough? No, nothing? No. Okay. No. I did some work on Nickelodeon, but my... You did? Yeah. Oh. My parents were very adamant about me... Like honing my skills and going I'll to school. Bet you, I'll bet you have a little resume, don't you? Do you have an IMDb from when you were a kid? They didn't have IMDb. No, I'm saying if I look this up, am I going to find shit on no. there? No. She was on Nick Rocks or no. whatever. 
Come on, you did something. I can no. tell. I can tell in your eyes you're hiding something mm -hmm. from me about your past. You did stuff on television. No. You grew up in L.A. Uh, yeah, right? um, mostly theater. Yeah, oh. like I said, mostly theater. Not a lot of TV. Did you have an agent as a kid? I did. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you must have done something. I must have seen a commercial, or um, something like that. Right? I did stuff here and there. Yeah, but nothing. Nothing big. Folks, I wish I, I wish you. we had interactive right now. You'd be <laughs> typing in. She's full of shit. I just looked her up. And uh, once I've learned how to spell her fucking name. <laughs> By the way, have you ever thought about that, changing your name? Oh, yeah. It was like one of the biggest things. So my... I'm going to advise you to change kid. it. Change it. Just do German. <laughs> yeah, that would really I had to do a thing. Career. I had to do a thing with our producer, uh, Gordon. I had to go, listen, behind her back... Find out her name and whisper it to oh, me before we go on. Oh, he came up. He's like, how do you, how do you pronounce <laughs> I just her dimed name? us out, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> but he took the fall for it. I like it. He took the fall, but now I'm taking the fall. Everyone it's a hard name. It's, but, it, but now you're going to remember a, it. It's like. If I was just Sherman like the tank, you wouldn't remember it. Oh, I sure would. I remember more, more than uh, freaking out going, Sherman. I have a guest. I don't know how to say her name. <laughs> I'd much rather have the Sherman thing. How come you kept it with Sherman? Because that's like my name. What do you mean? I don't give I a shit. Shit, if it's your name, you change it. You change your damn name to help people to, to find you. I, you're going to double your Instagram if you change your damn name. I, I don't need it. <laughs> if they don't want to put in the effort. Oh, I love how confident she was. I don't need it. I don't need it. I, 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 <laughs> I need that? No, my agency book. growing up, they it was like they said they gave me a list of options. My parents were like, fuck you. Oh, your parents did the fuck yeah. you. Which you carried on the legacy yes, of your parents of the straight. fuck you. I'm not changing my name. Yeah. I thought about changing mine a hundred times too. Oh, I thought you did. What? <laughs> well. Oh, Shoemaker was actually. <laughs> well, actually, Ellis Island had changed was Schumacher, and I have oh. a whole bit in my act about it. I hate, people still call me Schumacher. It's spelled Shoemaker, and always has been, by the way. I didn't change it. Okay. But still, I thought about changing it to something that they, they could remember. And Schumacher is? What? what? What's your heritage? It's like Swiss, some okay. shit like that. Okay. I have a bunch of Because we heritage. changed it. We dropped letters. You That's a drop letters? <laughs> There's like 19 vowels. There's I'd an like, extra N. I'd like to buy a consonant. <laughs> it's German, Charmin. Right. Yeah. I figured that out. Yeah. N-N. What's oh, that? Dropped, there was N-N. We dropped an N. You did the double N? Yeah. Robert Hartman also, a little trivia for you, the owner of the Improvs, or former yeah. Levities and all that, he had a he had a double N on there too. Mm. Yes. Just thought it. <laughs> he changed it as well. He's not even he's not even a comedian for God's sakes, needing a following like you with with triple vowels in a row. Um, you're just missing the umlaut. Oh, did it, must be. did it you must have an umlaut be. at one time no. too when you were growing up? God, no. we would have been in homeroom together. We would have, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, right next to one another. Damn, That's so funny. I was only born a hundred years before I was. <laughs> now the other thing is speaking of homeroom. That you told me this before. We we buried the lead on this one. Who you went to high school with. Oh, yeah. Like, I threw out, I said, I have different opening acts, of which you're opening for me coming up. I'm yep. look, looking forward to it. June 10th. A lot of pressure you're under. A lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> the Shoemaker opening act. Um, by the way, there's a, quite a list that you will be on. Of, of your opening acts? Yes. My friend, it. just to tell you the story, my, I have a famous friend. I'm not going to say her name. I'll tell the story some other time. But she actually literally said, if you sleep with me, I have the Midas pussy, is what she said. You, you sleep with me, it's gold, and you will turn into a famous person. And the list is unbelievable, oh, her well, list. Then that's, that's but she really decided fun. to have no sex with me, so that's why I'm still 
That's why I'm still not famous. You know, Just I have a, to know who it is. Oh, I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. It's, it's a great story. It's a, there's much more to it. But uh, and she remained famous for years, and but I never got the Midas pussy. I remember when we split up. I, I was happy splitting up because I didn't think we should continue. It just wasn't going to work out. We were friends, and then we we're dating. Oh wait, yeah, you you missed that part. You guys dated. Yeah, we dated. She, you dated, but, but she announced she, she announced that the same day she announced I'm a born again virgin. She told me I have the Midas pussy, which really fucked me up. Oh. So oh yeah, and I'm going if I get the Midas pussy, I'm going to be out of the chuckle hut. That sounds like a tease. That, <laughs> that was a total <laughs> tease. tease. But I've decided not to have sex until I'm married. Anyway, so these other guys, they Oscar winners and everything else, all from they got the Midas. Yes, so now I'm going to give you one that I have. Okay. I'm not the Midas dick, but none of these people have I slept with. Mm -hmm. I'm actually known for never sleeping or even flirting with female comedians. One of them, Whitney Cummings, used to open for me. Nice. Apparently, she went on Rogue, and he said, all the headliners hit on you. She goes, they're the only one that never did. Craig Shoemaker. I love that. I want to call her, though, and say, I'm ready now. You filled out nicely. <laughs> <laughs> My wife cut me off in COVID, so I'm going to, I'm going to chase uh, Whitney. But no, Whitney, um, Dave Chappelle when he was 14. Jesus. And uh, Judd Apatow used to send me like mixtapes. I still have them just to kiss my ass to get jobs, you know, to open for me. We'd drive out to Fresno together. And yeah. so Judd Apatow says so long list of people that ended up becoming famous. So this could be your big break working in Thousand Oaks at the <laughs> Los Robles Country Club outdoors on a putting green. It all starts there, baby. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I love it. Who have you opened for? Do you have famous people that you open for? I'm, you definitely won't have me on this list. Does it? <laughs> I'm looking for, like, who, who have you opened for? Like, um, on the road. Have you ever done yeah. road work with yeah. anyone? Uh, Steve Trevino was the first guy to take okay. me out. Good guy. Uh, and then Bobby Lee. Oh, nice. for Bobby Lee for a couple of years. A couple um, years? Yeah. I mean, here and there spots. He's He's like you. He, you know, he has his rotation, but, you know. Oh, okay. Um, As his rotation. Yeah. Yeah. We like working with women. Yeah. This is so different. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and I, you know what, to be honest, I really get that, that same vibe as Bobby of just like, he's like, I know how hard this is. Who, you know, I, let me teach you a thing or two. Oh so, yeah. 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 He's, really he's cool. been through it too. You know, yeah. he's been through some other struggles off stage as well. Like, and really honest about everything, good. which is good. Yeah. yeah. That's what I it takes. Him. It really takes that kind of honesty as you know, yeah. uh, to get better, to recover, whatever it is. Yeah. You gotta be honest. You just can't. That's the thing with show business is it's a lot about image and what people see. Yeah. And that's the hard part that people have difficulty getting honest because that means you're going to be telling people, Oh, that projected image I showed you, it wasn't true. I know. You know, that's a tough one, you know, know. especially when you start to get fame. That's why people famous, you know, die from addiction and everything else. Yeah. They don't want to reveal themselves. They don't yeah. want to get vulnerable like that. It's, it's, it, I've seen it happen with a number of people. I won't name those names, but uh, there, there's a long list of people that I was friends with and, you know, things like, but they just, they can't get it. Yeah. You know, they just can't get that, that aspect of it. Yeah. So you went to high school with, this is where I was going with this. I said, Hey, what am I opening acts? And, you know, cause we have this one coming up at, at Thousand Oaks. Go to my website, by the way, if you want to see Courtney with me, um, Craig Schumacher.com, not Schumacher. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, Samantha Hale, I mentioned her name to you yeah. and you said, Oh yeah, we went to high school together. And, Holy shit. That was random. Yeah. Uh, there's, actually, there's like 10,000 high schools out there, and you happen to be the same one as Samantha and another comedian. 
Uh, yeah. Which is crazy. Same class? Uh, no. So um, I actually went to junior high with Samantha as well. No. Yeah. So um, you guys go way back? Yeah. Was she in back. theater as well? She was. Well, she's from a showbiz family, obviously. She's from a showbiz family, yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, we lived in the same neighborhood. We went to Hale uh, Middle oh. School and then El Camino. What, what did you say? Hale Middle School? Hale Middle School, yeah. It was named after her? <laughs> That's so funny. Didn't even think about that. You didn't think yeah, about it. I did it. That's the first thing I thought of. I thought I thought you either made a mistake or it was named after the skipper from Gilligan's Island, which is her grandfather. What Hale Middle School? Hale Middle School. We're gonna have to call right now and find out. Was that Circle. named after you? I had no idea. I've never even thought about that. That would be so insane if Let it me was. tell you something, Courtney. This is the first time in this interview and knowing you that I disrespect you for not even thinking about that. <laughs> for you not to even, hail, for uh, that to not even cross your mind. It didn't. A hundred years. Are you serious? It. Yeah. Yeah. Her name's Hale. Have you noticed? Uh, yeah, no, I, I get okay, it. You get I get it, it <laughs> Oh, I see a wound and I'm going to go pick at it. So uh, you two are the same age. Yeah, she's a year older. She's a year older. Yeah. And then you had a... Um, Another one who turned out Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, who was like megastar. Yeah, so I also opened for her as well. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a little problem with her, not from her personally, but mm-hmm. something that happened. What? Um, I'll text her right now. No, yeah. oh, please do. What did she do? She didn't do this on purpose. <laughs> what? I don't even know if she knows who I am. But I had a business manager for thirty-three years. I'm a very loyal person. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. I stick with That's people. Amazing. You know, yeah. I, my friends are from kindergarten. I just did a TV show with a guy from third grade. I mean, this is who I am. She got Tiffany as a client, basically kind of because of me, because I, I got Alonzo with her. I was her first comedian. Okay. She built her roster, business manager, handles all the bills and all that. And always, oh, I always touted her, told everyone about her. She, uh, Alonzo went with her, uh, John Heffer, a whole bunch of people, right? Spencer's with her. So Alonzo introduced her to Tiffany. So Tiffany signs with her. That's the end of me. She dropped me. <laughs> Swear to God. No. Would you rather deal with Craig Shoemaker and his ex-wife and the payments and the fights in court or Tiffany Haddish get on a private plane to go to the Bahamas? Which would you choose? Oh, so I get it. <laughs> I get it. Not happy. That's, uh, which so, did she, did she so drop in, everybody? Indirectly, Tiffany is the reason that my beloved business manager is not my business manager and close friend. In the fires, I stayed with her. I don't think I'm going to text her about this one. No. (laughs) She's pretty busy. (laughs) I know she's busy. Believe me, I know she's busy. There's nobody busier. Is she older or younger than you? Uh, She's six years older. Oh, she's older. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So, we actually weren't, um, she was at school with my brother. And she competed in the D-Task Drama Festivals, which I also competed with Samantha as well. Oh. Um, but she competed in uh, in monologues, and I competed in monologue. Mm. So she actually, I used to watch her tapes in junior high, because she you get to perform at Paramount Studios, the winners yeah. do. Wow. Um, so yeah, I, I've, I've known her since I was a kid. She's kind of hot, by the way. Yeah, she's great. There's, I mean, there's no, I mean, hot looking. Oh, I know. I'm a little attracted to her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's beautiful. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She's just she, got this she, energy about her. She has her. a great energy about yeah. her. So I'm okay with her stealing my business manager away from me. Wait, but you didn't say, did she drop everybody? No. <laughs> so I'm taking it personally. Are you sure that's the reason? 
Well, it's definitely one of the reasons. The timing. Why in the hell does she have to struggle with me? I make way less money than I used to. I used to make a lot of money back in the day. Yeah. So I was her guy. You know, I mean, she'd do anything. Yeah. And Lorenzo Lamas was her other big client. So I don't know if you even know who that is. Lorenzo Lamas, does that name sound familiar? Yeah, it does. Oh, he was on top of the world back yeah. then. He was like on a motorcycle. What was that stupid show? He had a mullet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, yeah, he was big private planes and everything. But he's he's probably gone too. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah, because we're annoying to her now. You know, she has all this money coming in from Tiffany Haddish, and yeah. literally is on private planes. So That's why insane. why deal with me? So anyway, yeah, I got dropped. So tell Tiffany <laughs> to tell my business manager I said hello. I called her the other day to invite her to a show in Palm Springs. Now she has a new home in Palm Springs. <laughs> That's what, it's all That's Tiffany crazy. Haddish. But I kind of led to it. So that's another thing, you know, I told you all these people open for me. So, you know, I, I, I kind of like led Tiffany to have her great business manager now. Yeah. She, yeah. They, she has other big clients as well. Oh, my God. As I'm now, sitting, after Tiff? Yeah. She got even more. Yeah. Once she started with the big time, you know. So she started with Shoemaker. I got her some, some good ones, some high level. But now it's like exploded. So homes in Palm Springs and. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, do you have a business manager, by the way? No. Okay. I was going to recommend her to you. <laughs> if she would have taken you, then I would have known it's personal. So, it's, yeah, yeah. so you never had a business manager handling your money? No. I don't make enough money to do that. Yeah. That's what they told me in the beginning, but it really is convenient. Alonzo yeah. thanks me to this day because they act like a, um, like a personal assistant. We, yeah. we don't do that well unless you do. No, I don't. That's stuff no. that you need to do, like living. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah no, I, I, that's like something I really have been like trying to break the idea of. Anybody I meet who's like, you're a comedian, like they think we live this life yeah. that is so different than the reality oh, of yeah. what's actually going on. Oh, it's way different than yeah. people think. Yeah. Now, what is your life like? Single woman? Are you a single woman? I'm, I'm in a relationship, a new relationship. You're in a new relationship? Mm-hmm. Okay, straight? Yeah. You're yeah, straight? straight? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got to ask. You got to ask. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm all about that. My, my. You also have to ask my pronouns. Yeah. Okay. She and her. Okay. She and her. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. If I say the wrong pronoun, I'm sorry. Okay? I know. No, that's you, it. it. It's just, it, it's not about you. It's about, I don't want to fuck it up. Right. Like I don't, I, I don't want to offend anybody. Right. So our intention is intention is not to offend. Yeah. You have to understand that we're, we're being educated in the world on certain things. So, you know, it's not really some old fuck that wants to stay the same. It's just like, sometimes, you know, it's hard to learn new things. Yeah. You know, teaching an old dog new tricks. Yeah. It's a new trick to say they. I can't even do it. Or it. Or it. No, don't tell me. I can't call someone it. I grew I, up with no, the Adams family's cousin it. I can't call someone it. I think it I think it is an it. Oh, stop. Is it really? They it. Who I keeps so. track of this shit? Yeah. Is there like a person in charge? Well, that, like, that, that comes up with this. I don't know what's correct and what's yeah. not. There's that, police out there. I'm that's sure. why I'm going after them. By the way, the political correct people. I'm going after them because they have no leaders. Well, we are the leaders. We the are comedians. the leaders. Yeah. yeah, until we're not. So Tiffany Haddish, you open for her on the road? Um, no, I. I mean, she hasn't been doing like road dates. No, the road stuff she's been doing is with um, the They Ready. She produced two specials on Netflix. Uh, they Ready. Um, with, which is also another, uh, I you know, Ida Rodriguez. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, so Ida's a, a close friend of mine. Um, she was on the, the They Ready special with Shantae Waynes and 
Okay. Um, so is they ready? She's taking like out she's taking ready. people who are there. She's saying, "Hey, they're ready for their break." Well, you know her tagline is "She ready." Okay. She ready. No, All right. Okay. Um, so that's what she said. She's you know, these are and they're only women, right? Uh, yeah. Well, so the first special was five comedians, female comedians. Yeah. And it, the special was called They Ready, and they Were only did half an hour. I wasn't. I was up for it, in my mind, <laughs> <laughs> according to Tiff. Um, yeah, no, I wasn't. But she actually was, like, when you get 10 years, you know. Anybody with, that was on the special had to be doing stand-up for longer oh, than 10 years. Oh, yeah. so they're ready. Yeah, they're ready. Wow. Yeah, she was giving them a chance, and that's she was throwing you know throwing the rope back. So Yeah, who's who was on that special? Um, Marlo. Great. Marlo. I don't think I know Marlo. Um, she hasn't been, she was doing comedy. She started with Tiff. She's like one of Tiff's best friends. Um, so Marlo got a spot. Um, April Macy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ida, Ida She's Rodriguez. been at it a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, then, and these uh, women were really deserving of sure. getting their, their. Have you ever had, a, what's your break, big break? What was your biggest thing on like television or whatever um, it was? I did stand up on Carson Daly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not Carson easy. Daly. That's that a tough good? gig. I did that. You did? Oh, horrendous. <laughs> Wasn't it? Please tell um, me yours was horrendous. You gave me the look just now. I have to tell you something. I hope you're watching the video. She gave me the look like, yeah, that was a great gig. And I'm going, that was uh, horrifying. <laughs> okay, all right. You have what, two specials out, three specials? I got a lot of specials, but that one wasn't. That I want wasn't no, good. I want that thing sealed, just sent away, you know, oh. <laughs> some... Burn it. It was really difficult. It's hard for me to They watch thought I was good. I they thought I was good. To me, it was yeah. a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, the audience is like far away. They're bust in. The whole deal was not good. As my memory serves me, but you had a good set. You're I pissing a, me off now. <laughs> I had a fine set. I, Carson wasn't there, but. What? Yeah, no. They they taped it separately. Oh, geez. Oh, Yeah. What, what, what the hell does that mean? What they, He's not there? Yeah, no. They did like... I, I did know, an they, interview with him. Oh, no. I did a spot and an interview. No, they they interviewed me. Just the camera guy interviewed me. So what? it was like its own separate. And then they cut in between my set. To, so it was like a, it was like a did, Courtney Sherman montage. <laughs> did yeah. they have like... Like a dummy of him that's you're supposedly talking and no. looking at the dummy's eyes. No, it was uh, it was really great to be a guest. Um, Man, now no, you can say oh, I did Carson. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. we're growing up as a whole other thing. I know that's what you wanted to do is be on Johnny Carson. That was like the goal. Yeah, you're a kid. Then you got a TV show. Yeah, yeah. He would give you that okay sign. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah. Nobody does that anymore. There's no there's no place to really be discovered. Yeah, I'd say America's Got Talent maybe, but that. I don't see anybody with any sustained career, except if they go to Vegas, I don't see anyone we being a television star from that, right? Yeah. What's funny about you saying that is I got I got a call to do Carson from um, the booker. I forget her name, but she called and she was like, I'm the booker from Carson Daly. I'm calling to see if you'd like to do Like she didn't reach out to my agent or anything, my manager or nothing. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was like a prank. I was literally like, who is this? I thought it was like somebody, you know, fucking with me. Like, oh my God. <laughs> um, and she said she had seen, I was like, where, wait, where did you see me perform? And she said that it was at Saddle Ranch at Universal Studios. And I was like, you've got to be shitting me. So like, yeah, there's no... There Saddle no Ranch, place. where they had a one-night comedy Yeah, it was thing. one night a week. They were oh. doing it Wednesday nights. Just really? Just like a comedy night, yeah. I know that It was place. like a bar. Yes, like a bar that's show. a bar. 
Yeah. So like people are on like the little fucking bull and shit. Yeah, I don't. They're riding think... a bull while you're doing your stand up. Yeah. Oh, what outside, we go through. And you're you're inside, and I re- I was literally like horrified because I was thinking I don't even think I was doing material. I think there was like three people looking, so I was Never just know. like talking to them. Yeah. And she was one of them. So. So she asked you to be on Carson Daly. Yeah. And what about, have you ever been asked to do like America's Got Talent or anything like that? I've auditioned for America's Got Talent. You have? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've auditioned a couple times. Um, I auditioned with Preacher Lawson. Oh, he killed it. Uh, he killed it. I'd say that's one person that did make it from there. Yeah. Yeah, that I'd did say. Really well from there, yeah. Well, what am I, he launched from there. Yeah. Yeah, enough with the no shirt, though, okay? Like, stop doing that. All right, preacher. What's that? (laughs) I said he's a vegetarian. I know he is, but he's got the pecs and the abs, you know. I just don't need to see that. I have a dad bod. I'm not. (laughs) He has his shirt off all the time. I've never had my shirt off. He's a gorgeous man. I I know. I know. Okay. (laughs) You don't need to rub it in, okay? Oh, my God. Yes, he is a gorgeous man, and he delivers. He's another guy who does it with passion. Yeah. And glee, and he's, you can tell he's really happy doing this. And very so joyous. that's one discovery I'd say from America's Got Talent. But they're very few, yeah, because it's not set up for comedians. It's not. I'm surprised you would audition. Um, you know, I. It's funny that you say that because I had, especially being an actress and being like that is my, that is what really what I want to be doing, which is so hilarious to say. Um, you want to be doing. The two and a half minute sets be judged by mean people. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, being an actor, I've always been against this idea of judging and competition. Competition. Yes. How do you judge art? How do you? No, you can't. How do you say that this is better than that? Right. When somebody's performing, um, but it it was. It's got. It went. To, I got in that state of mind where I'm like, I I got to move to the next level, and people are getting a buzz from doing the show. You yeah. know. So yeah. I mean, there aren't a lot of choices out there. Yeah. I was thinking about going on. America's Got Talent. I think you would do really well there. No, I was going to not go on as me. Oh, uh, what are you? I was going to go on as, because they're very popular, a zombie. <laughs> right? Right? Mm-hmm. So you go on as a zombie, dressed up as a zombie. They're always wondering who this guy is. And I just do, you know, I obviously I've got tons of material, but now they're not going, oh, that's Craig Shoemaker and... You know, all that, um, because it's The Walking Dead. I would go out as The Walking Dead. <laughs> but isn't that a great idea? Come on, I thought this out in my mind, because my kids love the show, and I could go on. It's like, I'm not going to get Masked Singer, because I'm not as famous as I used to be, so I can be the, the masked uh, comedian, right? The zombie. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think it's a good idea? We should talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk I mean, about you. I don't know. I don't know what works anymore. I don't. Uh, right? There's yeah. no formulas There's anymore. No. And you're trying to follow the formulas and you get in trouble. Go down a, a windy road that leads to nowhere. Yeah. You just have to be yourself. It's also following somebody else's how right. How Tiff made it is not no. how I'm going to make it. Like it's everybody has their own path here. So Yeah, that's crazy. Well, her yeah. path led to taking away my business manager. But anyway, <laughs> I hope that's not your path. I hope, you know, I've had a long time Wife. Don't take my wife away. Do you have a new business manager? No. Oh, yeah, sort of, yeah. Okay. I'm just so bad at it. You know, I just have somebody paying my bills for me. Good. Yeah, I just, we don't do well with stuff like that. We are meant to create. Yeah. That's what we do best. Do you ever create with anyone? Do you collaborate? Um, Yeah. Bounce things off of different comedians? 
Uh, yeah, I definitely do. do um, yeah. Uh, do you know Jake Chris Newberg? Oh yes. Yeah. He's, he's, he's my panda. He's one of my best friends. Well, tell him that, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm trying to have him on this show. Um, oh. he flattered me by, I got this, uh, ping or whatever they call it. <laughs> something, something <laughs> out of it on this, um, this app that he's on. Oh my God. I'm blanking on it. There's too many apps out Instagram? there. No, the one where they talk, everybody gets in a clubhouse. clubhouse. Oh, yeah. He talked about me on Clubhouse. That was the first comedian he ever oh, saw. Oh, he just told me this. Oh, did he really? Yeah. He, he mentioned it on Clubhouse. So then I went on and somebody said, oh, you should go. They're talking about you. So I went on and hung out in Clubhouse. Oh, cool. The two times I was on, I had a good time. I should go back. Yeah. yeah I'm I just, not on Clubhouse. I like live people. I like it. This was a fun live hang here. I hope you had a good yeah. time today. I did. Uh, okay, I really good. Did. Tell Chris you had a good time. I hope he'll do my show. <laughs> Courtney Sherman, who should spell it differently. How do we find you on Instagram? Uh, Courtney Sherman. No, no. You can't just say that. <laughs> you got to spell the shit. Uh, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y. Not that part. S-C-H-E-U-E-R-M-A-N. See, you folks, you, you figure that fucking name out. <laughs> I, I'm proud of myself just for getting through the name today. Anyway, Courtney, it was a real pleasure. And... Um, you're going to tell J. Chris Newberg, tell Courtney Haddish, I'm Courtney Haddish, Courtney, Tiffany. Tiffany Haddish, what she did. I will. Just so she has some guilt. Good. But um, anyway, so real pleasure being here. It's called Enlightened Up, and I hope you got a little light and levity in your life today. I did. Thank All right. You, and good luck with everything. I'm so happy for your sobriety, too. Congratulations on that. I appreciate it. Not that. an easy thing to do in show business, especially stand up when we're in bars all the time. I congratulate you for doing that. Stay on that path. And keep doing what you do. And I'll see you soon. I hope you go see Courtney opening with me on the on a putting green somewhere in Thousand Oaks, Los Robles Country Club. Come see us. And remember, uh, give it the light touch out there, all right? We got a lot of darkness, a lot of anger, a lot of rage going on. Everybody's mad at one another. You know, I'm not being Pollyanna here, but let's cut that. You know, let's just cut that in half, cut it in a quarter. Let's, you know, let's work on our mindfulness our consciousness are good at being good to people you know have a higher consciousness to you and, and bring that love out to the world bring more laughter more levity more joy it's such a much better way to live i love living like this this has been a pleasure to have courtney as a guest and my guests hanging here we hope that you're catching the vibe you're you know downloading us and putting us in your ear pods buds whatever the fuck you call them. anyway you know, I mean, let's do this together, all right? This is my message to you. We're going to do this together. We're going to start a movement. We're, we're starting a movement. We're not protesting. We're just being ourselves and that we are meant to be light beings, all right? So just remember, take this with you and lighten the fuck up, all right? I'll see you next time.